I'm Bill Griffin, and you're listening to Cannabis Tales. So Cannabis Tales is a is a podcast that I've had kind of bouncing around in my mind for quite a few years, and I'd always had in my mind the first person to interview in Cannabis Tales, uh, Derek Bergman. So here I am today in Derek Bergman's living room, kind of recovering from a fun day yesterday in the uh, homegrown cup uh, in Eindhoven. Um, and Derek is chairman of VOC and chairman of Cannabis Liberation Day. Right? Yeah. yeah. We call it coordinator. Coordinator. Um, <laughs> And kind of pretty much full-time cannabis activist. The concept of Cannabis Tales is to kind of just talk to people about their general stories around cannabis and how are they linked to cannabis and what kind of... Why is it have they chosen to dedicate their life to this plant? Um... So maybe, maybe Derek, I don't know if there's anything else you want to kind of mention as an introduction to yourself. Uh, uh, well, I, I can say that my, like my professional uh, is journalism, and I went to oh, journalism yeah. school. And the way I got connected to the, to the plants um, was that when I was still studying, I saw this little ad in the paper for freelance reporters and photographers who had like affinity with cannabis or oh, affinities right. with smoking. Oh, yeah. I never seen anything like that in the paper, so this was like in '93, I think, a long time ago. So I I, I uh, reacted on that little ad, if only to to make a story out of it, you know, because yeah. I was so right. curious. Right. Know, <laughs> what company would want that? You know, have affinity with cannabis as the main uh, one of the main <laughs> demands for the job. So that's how I got started with High Life magazine that uh, that put out the ad, and they had just started. They only been going right. one and a half years, I think, when they put the ad out. So this is how we got started and never ever would I have imagined that like 24, 25 mm-hmm. years later I'd be still, you know, yeah. writing about cannabis and living the sort of the cannabis life. Right. So that, that's how it all got started. And to me now it's it's very interesting to see that you can say the heyday, the, really the high point of, of cannabis culture in Holland was in this, around this period. Yeah. And in, in the middle 90s everything was possible. Right. Everybody was getting rich, businesses opening up. And now, about 20 years after this, I can see it happening in America, and, but yeah, also yeah, yeah. slowly in Europe. So this is, uh, this is very interesting. It, it used to be quite a small thing. Yeah. You know? so we're entering like a cannabis renaissance. Totally. Yeah. You know? I get uh, also members of my family now coming uh, to me, sort of saying... Yeah, what you've been saying all these years now, I read it in National Geographic, I saw it on TV, I saw this documentary. And then they sort of say, yeah, you, you, you were right all, all along. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, explaining this story 25 years almost. So that's good. It gave, it gave me also a boost uh, yeah. to finally see the rest of the world so, changing. You mentioned this advert was asking for somebody with an affinity with the plant. Yeah. Kind of going back, do you remember your first time consuming cannabis? Yeah, I did. Cannabis? I did. Yeah. And, and it was quite a... I think it was a good story. I think I, 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 wrote, about, I wrote about it too uh, in the past. This was at a party uh, when I was still in high school. 
at the house of one of Eindhoven's most famous uh, painters and artists. And it was the daughter that, that was throwing the party. And the, the name of the street actually is uh, Paradise Lane, is, is where the, the, the house was. And it was a great house with a right. wonderful garden. And what they were doing, because this was really almost pre-coffee shop times, you know, it was all hash back then, right. almost right. no wheat. So they had this, this little, uh, like Aladdin's oil lamp, you know, that kind of a thing. And they, <laughs> with, with some, uh, I think with a handkerchief and a chillum, they put it together like this and made this really intricate, nice looking hash right. pipe. And I was young, you know, I was one of the youngest at the party. So I really, uh, this, this was the moment and, and that I tried it first. And as most people think uh, happens to them, you don't get stoned the first mm, time. Mm. Your body has to sort of get used to, to that, yeah. you know, to having these kind of cannabinoids added to your system. So nothing happened. <laughs> but I did, it was really the, um, the mystery of it, you know. Yeah. And the yeah. sort of, uh, yeah, the way that it's very different from, from alcohol, you know, everybody's yeah. drinking alcohol, yeah. but this was a special thing and yeah. it was easy to see. Yeah. So it, yeah, it started on, uh, on Paradise Lane for me. <laughs> kind of, again, sort of keeping back with your own sort of personal experiences with cannabis, uh, can you remember about your first grow? Yeah, because I, as a photographer, I, I tend to take, of course, pictures of everything. So right. I, I, I think I have uh, pictures of my very, very first grow. And I, I did it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't cut the plants or anything. So, so my plants, they, they, the first one I did, they were really no side branches and right. all going, going up like this. And, and that means, uh, of course, if there's some wind... <laughs> they will fall over. So, so you're growing outdoors? Yeah, outdoors from the start. Yeah, yeah, just in pots, as, as I still do. And uh, this has been something like, it's a great experience to grow, especially if you don't, yeah. if you're not that much into nature, into gardening or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it happen to a lot of people, including myself. You get more interested in how it works. You yeah. get more knowledge. Yeah. You get yeah. a... You get connected to uh, to something that the human beings have been doing for millennia, but most modern people don't do it at all. You, right. you know, you buy your, your your vegetables and all this, all this. You buy it at a shop. You, you don't grow it yourself. Yeah. And then to uh, yeah to go back to that and make your own product. Yeah. It's, it's just fantastic, yeah, and yeah, you learn yeah. a, a lot about a lot of things about the specific strains, about how to do it. Uh, so the, it's always been a learning uh, process and in a way I still consider myself a total amateur when it comes yeah, to growing yeah, yeah. but the word amateur not many people know it just means that you love something that, right. that, that's what, right. the, what the word means okay like amour yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's what I am I love the plant and I, and I yeah. love the the growing and of course you try to, to do better every year yeah so as you mentioned the homegrown cup was yesterday that was my first ever entry of okay. my yeah, own yeah. homegrown yeah. wheat and I, so I could also, uh, I was also like a jury member for the outdoor category because that was my entry. And I, I must say, pretty much all the entries were so much better than mine. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so there's still room for improvement, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how can you talk about your last, your latest, your latest grow, you know, like people say that 
you're only as good as your last record or last story. Or <laughs> well, if that's the case with growing, I'm quite a good grower. Yeah. <laughs> now, because this year, really, uh, maybe for the first time ever, all the things that could go wrong, they didn't go wrong. Right. And I have, have right. all those things that could go wrong happen to me. Yeah. With bad weather and even with police raids and with thieves stealing your plants and with pests ruining your shit. Yeah. So this year, everything worked out. Yeah. No mm. police raids, no thieves. And uh, here, this, the the season, it was exceptional. It was really warm and sunny yeah. right on until October. So I like sativa uh, very much. And these plants, of course, they tend to need longer time yeah. to uh, you know to come to uh, to the to the end result. And usually, <clears throat> by by the time we get to September here in Holland, yeah. it's cold, it's rainy. You know, you get you just get trouble. Uh, what you grow and then you have to make this decision do, do I cut the plants early when they're not mm. the maximum potency but at least yeah. they're not uh, there's no mold yet yeah. and this year the, this worked out uh, fantastic and also different varieties because I, I tend to be uh, like a traditional grower just with a traditional seed a male and female seed so mm. it's always a big lottery you yeah. start with, with these yeah. small tiny seedlings and you don't know which one will be male, yeah. which yeah. one will die. Uh, Did you have any males this year? No oh, males. No. <laughs> no males. So all this. Like all the stars aligned. For... Totally. Yeah. So and you, you're growing uh, organic. Yeah. Yeah. I do use like fertilizer. Right. And, uh, but I always just grow on soil. And uh, I, but with fertilizer, I'm very... <clears throat> I, I try not to give too much. So yeah. I never give... Uh, I always uh, change it, you know, water one time, fertilize mm -hmm. the other time, or even two times water, one time fertilize like this, yeah. and and stop on time. This is also one of the things you learn. That that's one of the great things about growing your own cannabis. If you if you if you put enough uh, love and attention into it, your product will be better yeah. than what's sold at yeah. most coffee shops, or yeah. you know, yeah. you can, and that's quite uh, unique. In, in this world, so everything is so specialized. Yeah. You're not going to say, I'm going to make my own uh, computer or my own TV and do it better than, than the brand. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's impossible. But with, with, with cannabis, you can. So this is, uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. You, you've been involved in Cannabis Liberation Day, which was it, the ninth Cannabis Liberation Next Day? Next year will year? be the ninth one. Next year is the ninth. Yeah. And this has kind of gone from strength to strength each yeah. year. I, I was here... Well, you invited me yeah. this year, and I had the most amazing time. And um, it was kind of like a... It was just a beautiful day, beautiful, perfect day. I wonder what's in store next year. For next year? Yeah. <clears throat> We've already started working on it. That also comes with, the, 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 say, the organic growing of the, of the event. More people working on it, the mm -hmm. longer time to, uh, to prepare. So... Next year, one of the things that we uh, want to put extra emphasis on is have uh, more debates and have more, say, master classes, demonstrations, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. That we always already had, like in the movie tent, where we had movies and then some debates. We'll, we'll change that over mm -hmm. the other the other way around. So we still have some movies, but more emphasis on uh, on actual people, experts being uh, activists and mm -hmm. uh, people with a good message, giving more information. And then basically we'll keep the, the, the main setup like it is because everybody yeah. likes it. So yeah. probably the, the hemp market will be a bit bigger again. Right. 
and uh, so the hemp market was as kind of like an avenue of stores of people selling everything from pipes or giving away information uh, to that's the thing yeah with people the, and, our policy has been from the start it's very cheap to rent these stalls yeah so even yeah for the big companies it's good news they, they, they yeah. pay hardly anything if you're an NGO or any kind of a non-commercial organization you get to get it for free yeah. So we want to have the diversity on the market and show uh, how broad this is, you know. Not just have the, the super big brands with the enormous stands, yeah. but uh, really show the diversity. And, and that's also the trick of the market stalls. Yeah. So y you can be the, the bulldog and be a million business, but you still have the same stall right. as a small hemp company that just started out and, and trying to yeah. you know, do something with hemp. So this this will will try uh, to extend, and it, it's getting more international every year. It's also a good thing, you know. Uh, yeah. From all over Europe, we can say now the the, the companies they want to come and want to be right, there right. And, and represent that yeah. event. And I think what also works with the event that that's um, it also works. Uh, it sort of doubles as a good networking event for the yeah. industry, but also yeah. for activists. Yeah. So they all they all mingle uh, backstage and and. This has a lot to do with what VOC is all about, is to um, try to unite people, but at the minimum, mm -hmm. uh, uh, connect them, you know, so that they yeah. actually know each other. Yeah. And then all sorts of good things can grow from there. Yeah. Yeah. And you need these uh, these places where, where, where yeah. people can actually yeah. meet. And in Holland, be before we had, of course, the High Times Cup, the American event every year. Yeah. Uh, before we had the High Life uh, fairs which really were the, were the main example or the blueprint of all the, the fairs we have now, Spanabis and Cannafest and, and Cultivar, all these European fairs. It all started here in Holland. But it's all gone now. Yeah. There is no more High Life Fair. There is no more High Times right. Cup. We are the only event that, that is left now in Holland. Yeah. It's Cannabis Liberation right. Day. And so this means that uh, by now... Uh, Everybody knows she has to be there on that day. Yeah, yeah. and the, the, this is one of the reasons why it works. I, I love it too. If yeah. I if I walk on the field, if I if I walk in the in the backstage area, you see so many people yeah. from all yeah. from all over that are, are working with the plant. It's just great. Yeah, and it's it's a free festival for anybody who wants to yep. to turn up, yeah. enjoy the music and the good food and yeah, the, we'll we'll all, we'll all keep that. And uh, this is also. Uh, a fundamental thing to, yeah. to keep it free, you yeah. know. It's uh, and no alcohol as well, which and no is alcohol, really refreshing. which is nice uh, clean toilets. From a commercial standpoint or yeah. financial perspective, it's a very stupid decision for us because <laughs> we could make so much money if we yeah. sell alcohol, but we don't allow it. What we like yeah. to say is that we tolerate small amounts for, for personal use, like they always, <laughs> they always say with cannabis. This is what we do with alcohol. Yeah, yeah. We will not arrest you if you take your own beers, but yeah. well, they're limited to like five <laughs> bottles. Or don't take like too this. much. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. we actually have to brief uh, because that's one thing. If your event grows in Holland, you need professional security. Otherwise, you yeah. won't get a permit. Yeah. So when we briefed those uh, security guys, it's more about telling them not to to interfere and not yeah. to take people's bottle of wine and right. unless it's totally blatant that somebody yeah. is selling a lot yeah. of booze on the, okay. somewhere right. yeah. then we, we don't want them to do yeah. it but really uh, that was it. one thing that uh, struck me on a recent it wasn't that recent it was in March at Spanish time I went to Barcelona and as I was walking around at night people were on the street kind of hawking uh, cans uh -huh. of beer 
Okay. So where it used to be like trying to people trying to sell like <laughs> drugs, now they're selling like cans of beer. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Now, so that's for us. We uh, it, tolerance is a very important word, you know, for yeah. people, and also uh, uh, trying to 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 come to a you know a common idea without the law interfering. We don't need yeah. it for stuff like this, you know, including yeah. the alcohol. Yeah. And uh, this is what, what we try to do at Cannabis Liberation Day, is to show how, right. how you can do this. I, yeah. I really don't need many rules for people to uh, yeah. to have a great time with no no trouble whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, is there a date set? Yeah, it'll be the 11th of June uh, next June. year, on the Sunday again. Right. So the weather will be great, I can tell you this already. Yeah, yeah. Guaranteed, already guaranteed sun. And when we picked a date, because people sometimes ask us, like, uh, didn't, aren't you part of the Global Marijuana March? And this is indeed yeah. how we started. And the Global Marijuana March is always on the first Saturday of May, worldwide. Right. So the first two editions also of Cannabis Liberation Day we did in May. Right. But uh, people in Holland, they know it. In May, the weather's shitty. Right. It'd be yeah. raining, it'd be cold, there'd be yeah. a lot of wind. Right. So then when we uh, decided to sort of uh, get, be later in the year to get better weather, yeah. we, we, we checked all the, the long-range uh, weather conditions yeah. for, for the time. And this is really yeah. a good weekend. It's almost never bad weather in, in, in that weekend. So right. We, so have, if, we have uh, to give it up. Any... Any listeners, if, if there is going to be ever any listeners to this, that if they're thinking of a trip to Amsterdam, they should be aiming for that weekend of the 10th and 11th of June and make sure that they go to Cannabis Liberation Day in Flevopark. Is that how you pronounce it? Flevopark. Correct. Cool. All right. Thank you, Derek. We'll call it a wrap and uh, we'll, see, uh, we'll see how this goes. For the second edition of Cannabis Tales. It was a pleasure being yeah. on. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for your hospitality. And, uh, yeah, kind of uh, your mission with VOC of opening the doors and connecting people, uh, it's really helped me this year. So it's... Uh, Good. It's Good true. It's true. Yeah. Okay. Respect. Thank you. Where's RG? Stepper. Music that accompanies this podcast is a track called Dope featuring Alex Plays Guitar by the artist Grapes.